Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, and welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. Today's episode is going to be probably pretty short and sweet. It's just something I've been thinking about lately, and I wanted to hop on here and tell it to all of you. And it's about this idea of being a productive procrastinator and looking for signs of this within yourself. You have to be really, really honest. You don't have to talk about it with anybody else, but start to look at the habits and the tasks that you're doing on a daily basis. But if you look a little deeper, it's actually a procrastination tactic just covered in this fancy shiny cloak of productivity. So we all know that watching TV, going to watch Netflix, or scrolling through your phone, going on Instagram, playing video games, these are natural and normal procrastination habits. I'll throw on a new Netflix show, pour myself a glass of wine to procrastinate doing the laundry or doing work that I really don't feel like doing. And I know that I am procrastinating. But for a lot of ambitious, highly self-motivated people, procrastination often also comes in the form of things that feel productive, look and seem Productive. They don't appear to be a procrastination tactic like watching Netflix, but they're actually huge time wasters. These could be checking email, organizing folders, managing project boards, creating a beautiful vision board for the fifth time, alphabetically organizing your bookshelf, taking a million online courses, reviewing your notes for the hundredth time, color coordinating your journals. Oh, our heat just went off, so probably the audio is a little bit better. There was a little bit of white noise in the background. But anyway, all of these things can feel productive, and I want to note that they're not necessarily bad tasks. All of this is great. You can for sure have it on your to-do list or things that you want to accomplish. Often they have to get done at some point, but I just want you to start kind of being aware of when they become procrastination tactics and you're putting them on your to-do list or making them a part of your agenda to avoid actually doing something challenging that scares you a little bit, might seem daunting, like working on your manuscript. I was so good at this. I would sit down, be ready for my writing session, and then I would spend so much time. I used to use Evernote to organize all of my research and my scene cards and everything. I don't use it anymore. I have transferred to Scrivener and I use index cards, but I would spend so much time organizing the headers and color coding because I thought that would make it a much better writing session. And then my timer would go off and I hadn't actually 
accomplished anything. And my goal for that day had been to write a thousand words or whatever it was. Or another example, I would waste so much time creating these beautiful, elaborate character arcs. I would find photos of them on Pinterest, color code, look up all of these descriptive words in a thesaurus. And again, all of these are great, important tasks to do. For me especially, I like to have, I'm a planner, I'm a plotter, I like to have all of this background information But I knew deep, deep, deep down, I was kind of tricking myself into thinking, this is important, I need to get this done. But I was taking it too far. I was taking extra long perfecting these character arcs because I was scared to actually stare at the blank page and have that cursor blinking and be forced to write. So I was doing all of these other book-related tasks and putting off actually writing, which is procrastination just kind of covered in me thinking I was being somewhat productive. Checking and responding to email is another one I find that is very common and very easy to fall into. You just want to clear out your inbox for the day, get to anything really urgent, and often I would say, okay, I'm just going to be on here for 15 minutes, but then I would find myself answering work emails responding to family email chains, all of that stuff needs to get done and it is important. So I felt like I was being quote unquote productive, trying to get that out of the way. But then I would look up and it was 4 p.m. and I had wasted all day buried in my email inbox. Again, stuff that needs to get done, but maybe not every single one of those emails was super urgent. And I just found it I would get to the end of the day and be so disappointed with myself that I hadn't accomplished the writing tasks. I'd wrestle with this notion in my own head of should I actually feel guilty or should I be proud that I got to every email, I was got to the bottom of my inbox that day. It felt productive, but this is the big kind of aha moment that I would say in the past year I've really started to hone and think about a lot more and it's this idea of asking yourself is this task moving the needle and by that I mean is this task moving the needle further toward my big goals so checking email folding the laundry definitely need to get done but those aren't tasks that are necessarily moving the needle toward my big goal of finishing a book in the next six months. So maybe if I really had stuck to my three-hour writing session in the morning and then opened my email inbox after that task was complete, my allotted time for writing, I could have got to the important emails. I might not have got to the bottom of my inbox, but I would have been able to accomplish one thing on my to-do list that was moving the needle further toward my big life goals, which was writing a book, and also got to respond to at least a few emails. So now every single day in my daily planner, if you use a notebook, agenda, I write down my three big goals for the year. I've limited myself to three goals because I was getting a little bit overwhelmed trying to accomplish anything more than that. And I said this on an earlier podcast, but I try to actually have quarterly goals because a year is very daunting. So we're in Q1 right now. So Q1 is January, February, March. 
I have three big goals that I want to accomplish in Q1. So at the beginning of every month, I write down those three goals and what I need to accomplish in that month, in the month of January, in the month of February, and the month of March to achieve it by the end of Q1. And then now we're in January, I would break that down further and have weekly goals. And then every Sunday, I review that weekly goal related to my three big goals. And I try to break it down what I can do. There's seven days in a week on, or at least the five working days, and try to give myself a break for other enjoyable tasks on Saturday and Sunday. But every day in my agenda, along with other work tasks that I might need to get done, I will write one, two, and three, and a header for each of those big overarching goals that I want to accomplish. And below it, I'll do one little box that I get to color in or check off. And it's a very small task related to that big goal that if I accomplish it that day, it will be a productive day. And then I look back that Sunday at the end of the week and I'm astonished of how much I've actually moved the needle towards that bigger goal. And by breaking down your goals into such small bite-sized pieces, it's so much easier to actually accomplish them. For example, let's say one of your overarching big goals is to write a book. And in Q1, three months, I want to have the first draft done. That's actually pretty aggressive. I know a lot of people write books in one month, they do NaNoWriMo, but three months, break that down. How many words do you need to hit each week to accomplish that goal of getting a first draft down? Let's say your first draft, you're trying to hit 75,000 words. That means I have to write 25,000 words each month in January, February, and March to accomplish that goal. Now that sounds overwhelming, but scale it back further on a weekly basis, you only have to write 6,250 words. And on a daily basis, if you wrote seven days a week, that's 892 words a day. One page single space is roughly 500 words, so that's less than two typed pages. Breaking a book down like that into bite-sized manageable tasks that I can do on a daily basis has been one of the most important things for me to achieve the goal of writing a book and to be more productive with my writing time on a daily basis and not procrastinate. I know now that if I sat down with my to-do list and I had work on book or write my book without that small little step, I could waste all day coming up with a million other productive little tasks to do before I actually tried to do that because it just sounds so overwhelming and also without giving yourself constraints you could spend all day in that word document trying to write and you aren't able to accomplish those other goals that also do need to get done so by having a specific target a small task like write 800 words maybe it's write 500 words or write one scene write x chapter write this character arc and you give yourself a time limit you have your writing session that's one hour maybe it's three hours and you stop a hard stop once you get there i promise you won't be as prone to productive procrastinating as you might normally be the other key is to get those tasks that move the needle in your life towards your big goals done first Stop at your allotted time and then you can move on to those other things that do need to get done like checking your email 
or folding laundry, but don't necessarily move the needle. Approaching my to-do list and goals this way has been really helpful in prioritizing because I am somebody who just wants to get everything done. I usually like to try to get those easy, quick tasks done first, but things always take longer than we anticipate. You can easily get distracted when you're jumping from task to task like that, and there were or have been many days where I would get to the end of the day, I'd crawl into bed and be so frustrated with myself that I hadn't moved the needle. Especially as writers, I'm always so in my head that it's often hard for me to start and get words flowing onto a page. So back to this whole idea of productive procrastinating, I would try all sorts of tactics and waste so much time preparing to write that I never actually got around to writing. And that's why when I adopted the Neil Gaiman approach to my writing sessions where he says he can either do nothing, he can stare at the wall, look out the window, or write. He can't mindless scroll, he can't check the internet, he can't check his emails. He either has to literally do nothing or write. And eventually, staring at the wall gets to be really boring and writing becomes the more enjoyable alternative. So he says that's how he gets into the flow of his writing sessions and avoids that productive procrastination. Another thing that I like to keep in mind, especially lately, is that we're all human. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. We are going to have unproductive days. That's okay. That's normal. I remember that professionals keep going. Professional writers, professional authors, they keep going. They don't let a bad day where they were really unproductive, they procrastinated a lot, deter them for too long. It's really all about the bounce back rate. Can you get back up, shake it off, keep going, and try again the next day? There are many days where I write when I have zero confidence in what I'm doing, how the book will turn out. I think I'm a terrible writer. I have all this self-doubt, but I keep reminding myself that even with these thoughts, I just have to learn to live with them. Maybe they won't completely go away in that writing session, but professional writers, professional authors keep showing up, keep sitting down at that desk, even when it would be so much easier just to plot myself on the couch, turn on Netflix, and relax. So this is just a reminder to you to keep going on those hard days. Don't beat yourself up if you have been a productive procrastinator and you haven't always prioritized those tasks that move the needle. The most important thing is to shake it off, dust it off, get up the next day, and just keep going. Because little by little, you won't even realize the progress that you're making. It'll feel like you're not moving the needle towards the big goal, but you'll look back at the end of three months and be so shocked at what you have actually accomplished. When you have a completed draft, you will be so proud of yourself for avoiding and being aware of those productive procrastination patterns and techniques that you have learned to live with to get words down on the page and keep moving that needle forward towards what you really want to accomplish on a macro level in your life. That's it for today's episode of the Word Weaver podcast. If you like what you heard today, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, screenshot and share it on social media, and be sure to check out the show notes at louiseclairjohnson.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Word Weaver Podcast. 
Until next time. You call it substance over style.